Black Sheep, Outcast, Disgrace, Rebel, Maverick, Another Do Well. I don't know what other words there are that could just be considered synonyms. Can't even say that, right? Um, of Black Sheep. And that's what this episode's going to be mostly about, is me being the Black Sheep of my family. Hi, this is Amy Joe, your stationary nomad, and this is Living from the Bottom to the Top, a podcast about me living my life in my vehicle and my pursuit of buying a house. So, I'm still trying to figure out exactly what I want this podcast to be really about, other than, you know, my day-to-day. Um, although that's the main purpose of this is to let people know that day-to-day of being houseless is not always fun. Um, But I try to keep it mostly on a positive note, or at least I have been since sometime in January, Um, which is really difficult when things keep backfiring and, and going wrong. And... This last week has been particularly hard. Um, I've actually got really, really angry this week. um, Because basically I just keep getting shoved off into the the ether. Um, Basically, I, I don't talk to my brothers. Uh, I am the oldest of three. I am the only girl. Uh, My one brother and I have not spoken really since he had married someone and they basically lied and he used to be my best friend. And for a little over 17 years, we didn't talk. Um, When I was at my dad's... um, We sort of talked, and then I basically got told that we have nothing in common. Um, He ended up getting rear-ended when he was on his motorcycle, ended up in the ICU and hospital, and thought, you know, okay, maybe this is a good time to whatever. Um, Asked if I could come visit, to which I was, well, I can't stop you. Needless to say... I got the impression that he doesn't want to talk to me. Okay, fine. That's your prerogative. I've made the attempts. Um, my youngest brother is deaf. Um, we've never really gotten along. Um, that's partly my mother's fault. Um, she blamed me for his deafness. My mother was an alcoholic. Um, and depending on if she was drinking hard liquor, um, she would physically hit me. If she was drinking beer, she would just demean me. Um, And he is four years younger than I am. I was born in 66. He was born in 70. On April Fool's, no less. And because he's deaf, we were never allowed to fool him because he wouldn't understand. The man is the biggest prankster there is. He understands how pranks work quite well.
He also has these intense blue eyes. So, he knew how to work, work it. But basically, I get the very minimalist of anything. Um, but like I said, my mother blamed me for his deafness. Said that I brought rubella, which is German measles, home from school. And that's what caused the uh, defect. It took me until I was 52 to realize that was an impossibility. Like I said, my brother was born in April. I didn't start school until September of that year. Um, and I didn't go to preschool. So... It's kind of hard for me to have brought Rubella home from school. But like I said, I believed that lie until I was 50-something. My mother was 56 when she passed away um, from complications of pneumonia. I, Like I said, my mother was very downgrading of me. I didn't fit her mold. I was never a girly girl. I hate dresses. Um, I was a tomboy, to which she made sure to try and squash at any point in time she could, um, and make sure that I that I knew I wasn't wanted. Um, my dad, he uh, he worked really hard to provide for the family. Um, didn't see a lot of him. He worked a lot of midnight. You know, he slept, got up, ate, and went to work. He also was a volunteer fireman for a while. 25 years, actually. Um, he was battalion chief when he retired. And basically, my father grew up with Depression-born uh, parents who didn't show a lot of emotion. Um, he was raised in Indiana. He was the also the oldest of three. His two siblings are sisters. And his mother was one that didn't really want to let him go. Um, his mother hated my mother. My mother was Catholic. They were Protestant. I guess there's a problem there. I don't know. Um, But yeah, uh, so like I said, my mom passed away when she was 56 in March, I think the March 15th or 16th, I'm not sure. Um, about six months later, um, he met the woman that is now his wife. They've been married two years now, and it's been a while. They've been dated, they've been boyfriend, girlfriend, or couple, or whatever for quite some time. Um, but uh, when I first went on the road, I ended up staying. I came to California and went and saw them for Thanksgiving because why not? And I had noticed on the wall the pictures, you know. 
her her family and whatever you know all these pictures and she only has one son and he's an idiot but that's neither here nor there um but the wall's got all the pictures of her family um the other wall is my dad's family of which there's a picture of my mom pictures of my brothers their children my my youngest brother's children and that's it I thought, okay, maybe he just doesn't realize my picture's not up there or he doesn't have a picture he likes of me or whatever. I didn't really think much about it. Well, we ended up back up there. This time with with C and his daughter, Pup, and everything. And I was supposed to pick up a trailer and we were supposed to be gone. Well, the woman, like I said, I, I really don't like her. Um, basically made it almost impossible for him to help me with what I needed help with, which was why I came up here in the first place. And I looked at the wall and it still didn't have a picture of me. And I actually brought it up to his, to him. It's like, why is my picture? Oh, I didn't even realize it wasn't there. Okay. Is there a reason? Do I need to get a picture that you can put? Oh, no, that's all right. I'll get one. Okay. There's still not a picture of me up on that wall. I'm like, okay. And it's like, anytime I've ever tried to do anything, basically wasn't good enough or whatever. Um, the one brother I haven't talked to, he got in trouble. And ended up in juvenile hall. And I actually had gotten asked to be, you know, somebody's wife. And at the time I had, I was doing society and being correct and putting everything the way society thought I should be, which was, I marry a man. And his brother offered to pay for the wedding. Well, I knew my parents couldn't afford a fancy wedding. So I told my mother we were going to, you know, Figuring she'd come up to Tahoe to the little chapel, you know, um, only to be told that I was not allowed to go. I was already 18, so first of all, that's a mute point, and that I had an obligation to my brother. I'm not the one that made him do what he did to get thrown into juvenile hall, and... As a result, I went and got married, and my punishment was to be put on the, uh, I wasn't allowed on the visitor's list. Okay, whatever. Like I said, my mother really didn't like me. Now, prior to that, I had had an abusive boyfriend, who she actually got me back, I had actually gotten away from, and she basically got us back together, because he had convinced everybody he was the greatest thing on earth. And this was when I had actually, I was in 4-H, and I was showing a lamb, and I got grand champion. That's pretty big for, I think I was 16 at the time. Pretty big for a 16-year-old to get grand champion in 4-H. Even though I knew this lamb was going to slaughter, after bidding, I made 
a nice little penny on, on bullet. There is exactly two pictures of me with my ribbons. And I saved the, the newspaper with, with the uh, clipping of me and my photo and another photo. That's the reason there's only two photos. I have a photo that my parents took and then the one from the, the newspaper that I saved from the uh, woodpile so it wouldn't be burnt. That's how important I was. I'm like, okay. You know, not really thinking anything about it until this last basic week. Um, this woman owns a building in Oklahoma. It's an apartment building. And it's been on the market since before 2020. And they go back every so often. About every six months. And they're usually there from... Depends on if they fly back or drive back. If they drive back, they're they're there for at least three weeks, if not more. So, they decided they were going back. And they were driving. So, I'm asking. Now, Ruby is still in his name. And... Been trying to get her out of his name so I can, you know, get everything sent to me. And this happened last year, but I figured, okay, it's because of the pandemic and whatever. Um, Had to renew her. And according to him, he never got a renewal notice. Okay. Should have got it in February. It's in his name, so shouldn't have gone in the garbage. Because I know for a fact that that woman has thrown some of my mail away. Because I do get some mail there. Um... So I ended up with late fees, which still show up on my, which made the uh, new renewal price the same price as what it was last year because of the re, the thing. And I'm like, okay, I'll call him, ask him about the renewal before the end of February. Just so he had had it, you know, because it should have been there. Well, then the cell phone ended up turned off. Finally got the cell phone back on. And that was one of the first calls I made. And he's like, haven't seen it. To which the harpy, I I, I, I can't be nice. I really can't. Um, is, he sent that in January. He sent, I mean, he, she's yelling this over the phone when the conversation doesn't involve her. Now, what he sent me in January was my insurance cards. First of all, Ruby is not in my name. It would have came in his name, which I was trying to get across to her while she's yelling through over my dad's shoulder at this. I bet I finally hung up. I, I couldn't deal with it. So then I found this form on DMV of a way to transfer it into my name without having to go through too much of a rigmarole. And it's a transfer between a parent and a child. It's a two-page form. You have, All you do is you fill out your name. You put the fact that you're somebody's parent. And then it says statement of fact. And you state that you are selling, giving, whatever, the vehicle to your child. Very self-explanatory. And then you go down a little bit further on the second page. You sign and date it. Well, I don't have a printer. I called my son, asked him to print it off. And I already told I had already called my dad and 
told him about it. And he's like, oh, see, I'll have to take a look into this. Which is when I found out they're going back to Oklahoma. Okay, no problem. So I call my son. I have him fill. I'm like, print this out. Have him fill it out in front of you. Because for some reason, I, I just knew this was needed. And he's like, well, I'll give it to him. I have to work. I have two jobs now. Okay. I understand this. He's He's got child support. He's behind because of the pandemic and a bunch of other nonsense. I understand this. And he said, so he gives it to my dad and explains it. And he says, Grumps under, seemed like Grumps understood it. All right. So I call him to make sure he's got the paper. To which he's like, oh, I left that in the garage. So he goes up to it and he's going to put it in his truck. I'm like, why are you putting it in your truck? I need you to fill it out. And then he's like, oh, and by the way, the renewal form showed up the day after you called. I put it in the truck. Still haven't figured out why he put it in his truck. But according to him, that at that moment, that's what he did. Finally got him to understand I needed him to fill this form out and send it to me with the renewal notice. Because in California, you have to smog your vehicle ever so often. Well, according to... DMV website, Ruby needs a smog. According to the smog people, I need the renewal notice to get the smog. Which, I may have to argue with them about that. So anyways, I have given him my P.O. box 15 times. Every time he tells me he's going to write the address down in his Rolodex. He has never done so. Never. And I told him, I, I, and I, I'm just done. And I'm like, okay. So he's like, yeah, I need to do. I'm like, yeah, you keep telling me you're going to put it in your Rolodex. You never do. I said, I might email you this or whatever. So I finally, I'm like, I give my son the address just so he has it. And I give my dad the address again with the zip code 92301. Now, again, the zip code is 92. Three, zero, one. Okay. To which I get, oh, I gotta make sure my nine doesn't look like a four. Okay, that makes sense. I my nine sometimes looks like a four. Our handwritings are similar, but not bad. And I'm like, okay. He's like, I'll make sure I get all this in. No, I'll get the form and fill it out, and the form filled out, and the renewal notice, and I'll send it to you. And I'm like, oh, when are you leaving? Friday. This is three days before then. So I'm like, you know. So I call him on Thursday. To which I get. Oh. Oh, I, I, I hadn't got that out yet. Let me get that, you know, in the envelope and whatever. Or no, he mailed it that morning. And I'm like, you know. He goes right past where I'm at. To, to go to Oklahoma. And I made that comment. He's like well I'm not coming out to the desert. And I'm like I never asked you to. First of all I don't want the harpy anywhere near me. Because I will leave her in the desert for him. You know. If he had wanted to meet me at the truck stop. No problem. It, you know I wouldn't have had him come off of his thing. But you know. God forbid I might actually like to see my father. You know the man is 85 years old. So I'm like, I never asked you to. 
And uh, then, uh, so uh, it's like, so how long are you going to be in Oklahoma? Well, finally got it out of him. He hasn't planning on being back to, to his house until after Easter. So they're going to be there at minimum of six weeks. But at least he's got the vaccine. He, he, he got inoculated. The harpies already had one dose. She'll get the second dose when she gets to Oklahoma. Uh-huh. We'll see about that. So, anyways. So, yes. Let's see. Tuesday, C. Hat went to the VA to get his vaccine because they are highly recommending that all veterans get vaccinated. So he lucked out into the Johnson & Johnson one-time va vaccine. Although I guess the way the VA down here is, he they originally directed him to the wrong one because he had to get have an appointment. And he made the appointment on Monday and we basically were going on Tuesday. And uh, so did that. Got back up here, stopped at the mailbox because I have informed delivery, which tells you what pieces of mail. And for whatever reason, it won't tell me when I have packages, even though I tell it to tell me when I have packages. It doesn't do that. And but it does it takes pictures of the mail you have so you can see what you've received and whether you need to go get your mail. And I've been expecting this. Now, this is supposed to have my renewal notice. The renewal for Ruby is up today. From here on out, it's late fees. I haven't made any sales. I'm behind on Netflix. My reignite. And now... I'm like $600. I need $600. I haven't made a sale. One sale. So I get the envelope and I'm looking at it going, okay, this doesn't look like it's big enough to hold the renewal notice as well as. And I'm like, well, maybe you took it out of the envelope because it is in his name, which means he can open the mail and put it in there. So I open up the envelope. It's got the form that my son printed out. Unfilled. It is blank. There is not one mark on it. Even though he put it in the envelope while talking to me after I asked him to make sure it was filled out. It's self-explanatory. Needless to say, I was pissed. I'm still pissed. I, and, you know, and she's like, well, wait till you get back. I'm like, no. If I wait until I get back, I'm just going to stew and I'm going to get so angry, I'm going to cry. And then I'm going to get pissed off even more because now I'm crying and he's going to just think I'm just being a whippy, a, a whiny little thing. So I called. And I'm like, I need this filled out. And then where is this? And he's like, well, I didn't get that. I said, you told me you got this. You told me you got the renewal notice and you put it in your truck. Why you put it in your truck? I don't know. But this is what you told me. I don't know if the harpy was listening in or not, but the way he acted was there was somebody else around. And I'm like, I can't. He's like, because originally he said, I don't, I didn't see a place to sign my name. If he had read the form or even looked at it, he would have found it because it says sign and date here. 
which, you know, and he's like, oh, just forge my signature. Okay, I can do that because we have similar handwriting. But the the paragraph that they need of the facts, I can't do. I can't write that whole thing and not have it not look right. So now I have to send it to Oklahoma with basically instructions on how to fill out a form that's self-explanatory. And where do I get to send it to? The apartments. Which to me means, oh, it's going to end up in a round file. So it's like, do I even bother? Do I just renew Ruby again like I did last year after I figure out how to get the smog? Because the renewal notice never showed up because whatever. And I'm sorry, I think the harpy has it, found, got it and threw it away. That's just the way. So I'm sitting here doing something and the word black sheep came up. I don't know if it was in one of my cards or whatever. And I'm like, okay. So I go and look it up. And according to... uh, What is it? CollinsDictionary.com A black sheep is someone that is considered bad or worthless by other people in the family or group. Also a person who causes shame or embarrassment because of deviation from accepted standards of his or her group. And also a person who is regarded as a disgrace or a failure by their family or peer group. And the word's origin is anywhere from 1785 to 1795. I am gay. So right there is a strike against me according to my father. Because why would I choose that lifestyle? First of all, it's not a choice. Why would anybody choose to be discriminated against? Um, I'm a tomboy. And now I'm living in a vehicle. Yeah, I, I think I fill the uh, all the parameters for him to call me a black sheep. And why would he want my picture on his wall? I, I The only picture of me that I know he has, for sure, is my baby picture. And the man cannot remember my birthday. Because according to him, when I was born, men weren't allowed in the delivery room. 66 men weren't allowed I understand that the wall clock in the waiting room was 15 minutes fast I was born at 1145 or no excuse me I was born at 1155 and the wall clock in the delivery in the waiting room was 15 minutes fast so to him I was born on the 15th to him I've always been born on the 16th the last three years he hasn't remembered my birthday at all I'm an afterthought even the harpy doesn't know when my birthday is okay whatever it's really hard to I don't know Keep up appearances when you realize that 
One parent never wanted you, even though she carried you to term. Probably smoked and drank the entire time, hoping that, you know, that pers- that, that thing growing inside would go away. Um, she also took whatever, some uh, morning sickness drug that could have caused a problem. Thankfully, it didn't, as far as I know. Um, you know. It gets old. Really quickly. Especially after, like I said, you have a 20 minute conversation with someone... And you make sure that they've done what you've asked. You know, filled out a form. How hard is that? Especially when it's basically, put your name here. What's your relationship? Write a paragraph. Sign here. That's all you needed to do. The rest of it, I'd have taken care of. And send a renewal form that said something about a smog. Why you would put a renewal notice that's not for your vehicle in your vehicle, I don't know. And then basically brush it off to, oh, here you go. Here's the form. It's what you wanted, right? And it's blank. You just made my life harder. My life is not easy as it is. I live in the desert. It is 46 degrees. That was the high today. 46. It's been raining and sleeting off and on all day. The wind is ice cold. And then last night, because I needed to move stuff around so we, you know, go to the VA and whatever, I put my backpack up on my bed. And that's my shower backpack. We went and had showers on Saturday, Sunday. And that was... We won't be going to the pilot for a very, very long time, if ever again. Because of an incident. But I, we got our showers at a different place. And I took my mouthwash so I could brush my teeth and whatever. I put my backpack on my bed. And... Went to go to bed and my bed's wet. Okay. My backpack is soaking wet. Okay. Why? My mouthwash bottle is empty. My bed smells like mouthwash. And the temperature dropped to 20 degrees. So everything that was wet froze. Um, thankfully I have a heated vest that in November of 19, we found a glitch and we were able to get them for a really decent price. And I had, um, a power pack to heat it last night. Otherwise, I'd have froze. I froze as it was. I'm still frozen. And if it sounds like I'm on the verge of tears, it's because I am. I'm tired. I'm tired of being cold. I'm tired of being hungry. I'm tired of being ignored. 
now that I've got myself a little bit more collected. Cup of hot mocha. Not that it's going to help my frozen feet or anything, but, you know, comforts of home. Ha ha. Um, so, on Wednesday was Reignite Your Life class, and it's very obvious that I really am the odd one out. I'm all wrapped up in you know my blanket my my jackets my hats just trying to stay warm while everybody else is in a house and one of the uh uh founders or co-executives or whatever she is um pops off with yeah, she's vacationing in Maui. Nice. Um I mean, I'm I'm not jealous per se. It's just it just it's just like the universe keeps shoving stuff in my face like, "See, you're nowhere near this. You you, you you're not even on the same level as anybody else. So why do you keep trying? And this is all on top of, you know, getting uh, getting the blank forms that he said he filled out. So did the med did their little exercise which brought up some more things and it's like okay. We're going to do this. And he's like, yeah, and at the end of the program, we're doing come-as-you'll-be party. You have to dress up. Okay. Now I have six weeks to figure out, one, who I'll be in five years. Because I've got to have props and everything. And, of course, this is all going to be on Zoom. So, I have to figure out how to basically make a, a screen to show off my area. So, it doesn't look like the back end of a truck. I have jeans, t-shirts. No fancy clothes. Why would I have fancy clothes? Well, what would I go to that I'd need fancy clothes? Okay. So now I have to figure out how I'm going to sew something when I don't do human clothing well as it is. So now I have to put it to the universe that I can make this most beautiful outfit that I have absolutely no clue about. Let alone the fabric. I mean, do I sew myself a vest? And because my big thing is being a seamstress, you know. Um, my goal for this whole program is to have a house. 
you know, to, to earn money, to, to have a house. I don't know where I'm going to be in five years. I know where I want to be. I want to have a house. And I actually have one saved on Zillow that I really, really like. It's on the Washington-Oregon border. It's more in Washington. And the main reason I really like it is the sewing room. And it's on the ocean. It's also above where I want what I want to pay for it. Not that any of the Zillow houses I have saved right now I can afford. I have $2 in my PayPal. And yet the cards keep saying, I'm on the verge, I'm on the verge, I'm on the verge. I'm on the verge of what? I don't know what to sell. I don't know what to make. Do I start making teddy bears? Do I... I mean, I just recently listed my Easter parrots on um, Fabulous Parrots Fabulous Pines Auction House. And I've gotten four likes. No sales. I've had St. Patty parrots up for three weeks. Not one sale. The only reason I had gas before C got paid was thanks to Tom in On Second Watch. And thanks to Tom, I can actually do some more stuff with Kofi. And they were like, when I started this recording, they were like $80 away from their goal. So, um, for Mario Day, which was March 10th. But, how, how do you get over feeling like you are biggest cow dump there is because that's exactly what I feel like I feel like manure I'm behind on a program payment wise and all the exercises because one I didn't have a cell phone for almost two weeks so now I gotta get all that caught up and this month is take massive actions how the hell can I do that what, Matt, what, other than spending money that, you know, right at the moment I don't have to list stuff on Etsy that people look at and that's it. They don't even share it. They just look at it. Nobody's favorited anything. Nobody's asked me any questions. I, at the end of every cast, every episode, I ask or comments, suggestions, anything. Email, on the Anchor app, on Twitter. I don't care, you know. Um, the one I got a, you know, basic comment about my corneal scratch. And glad that it's, you know, being resolved. That's it. It makes me feel like, am I forcing 
my podcast on people. I mean, I don't know what to do. Do I need to start putting a YouTube channel together? Even though I hate the way I look. I don't have any teeth. And every time I talk, it's very obvious. And I don't want to break down like I am now. Because I'm frustrated. I am beyond frustrated. I I do all the off affirmations. I do the meditations. I do my chants. I do the exercises that, you know, supposed to put you in the right vibe. You know, I do all that. Try to keep the right attitude and whatever. Only to watch C basically do absolutely nothing. Get irritated, whatever. Have a fit. And get hand $800. In cash. You know? It, it, or it's like he wants to go Tennessee end of February it's like I am going to Tennessee and such and such dates I'm like okay whatever I put it on my calendar and I basically ignored it you know I look at it and ignored it yeah he gets round trip tickets for $150 from California to Tennessee and back for $150. $150.98. Yeah. And I can't even manifest 100 bucks. I had a goal of selling 28 ferrets last month. I sold 4. Put it out there and forget about it. The universe will do the rest. Yeah. Could have $500 in savings. That didn't happen. You know. I wanted to have a nice pair of hiking boots by the 15th. That isn't going to happen. Unless they fall out of the sky, it's not going to happen. And while I know the universe doesn't understand what a joke is, sure feels like it's playing one on me. I can't, I, I've been able to manifest pennies. Penny here, penny there. Oh, I take it back. I got $5 from Venmo. And I'm still not even sure why. But. There was something, you know, I got an email. I'm like, okay, sure, why not? Put it on there. Haven't figured out how to put the, the $5 from Venmo into my PayPal. But I have $5 in Venmo. And I have a cash app, but, you know, 
And I've tried all those contests and everything. And I used to be really good at contests. Used to be able to, you know, maybe not win the major, major prizes. But I could win, you know, the minor prizes. Haven't even been able to do that because a lot of them don't take a P.O. box. Not that I've entered any real contests lately because it's easier to do it on the computer. And I really don't want to. Use the uh, Goal Zero to keep charging my computer and using my Wi-Fi when I... The Wi-Fi hotspot when I need to uh, keep that so I can go to my classes. And not have it be ultra slow. I haven't even been to my uh, accountability group. Because I'm so far behind. And I don't even know what I need to be accountable for right now. Other than staying upright and breathing. And... Being grateful for the fact that I am not in a tent. Being grateful that my cat is being overly affectionate because I'm upset. But, yeah. So, yeah. Um, This week I realized that I'm a black sheep and that... In my father's eyes, I am a complete disgrace. And he really doesn't want to have anything to do with me now that he's married that harpy. And I am seriously, seriously thinking about legally changing my name. Because I hate my legal name. I have hated my legal name forever. And... I was named after one of the little women, and I refused to read that book. It was my mother's favorite book, and she named me after the weakest daughter. Which just tells me that I was supposed to die at some point. And according to C... Um, my boss stopped contract. This is what I signed up for. Okay. Well, at what point does the contract end? Because I'm done. He gets to go see a friend. Who's also counting down the days. For almost two weeks. I haven't really... I don't think I have any friends anymore. Did I get back? I have an No, I have acquaintances. I don't know that I really have any friends. None that really want me to come and see them. Because I'm sure they think I'm a mooch. And that's... Not at all. I mean, I have busted my ass at odd jobs the entire time. Well, not the entire time. A good point of the time that I've been on the road. Um, When I first got on the road, I cleaned up after a rock show in Tucson. And actually was offered a job. Um, 
because they were amazed at how hard of a worker I was. You know, they asked me to do something, I'd do it, and then some. Um, I ha- I held my way my own with the guys, you know. Oh, go clean toilets. Okay, whatever. I'll go clean toilets. Oh, let's l- move these 50-pound tables from here to here. Let's do this, let's do that. You know, no complaints. Um, I dropped a table on my foot. I came back the next day with a bruised foot. Still busted my ass for nine da- hours. And go went and found a can- a spot to, you know, sleep for six hours and drove back and did it again. I did that for two weeks. And the way they worked was you got paid every Friday if you wanted. Or they would, you know, when you were ready for your pay, you went and said, I'm ready for my pay. I figured it'd be easy just let them, you know, accumulate the hours and then get my pay when I was ready to leave. That's what I did. I was able to pay some bills. I was able to go to New Mexico where I wanted to go see some stuff. I went and saw Roswell. I went to Aladora where the, there's a statue of this huge pistachio. And the store that's right across from it. And awesome chocolate and whatever. And I splurged and went to IHOP and actually had a nice breakfast. Um... Even when I was at my dad's this last time, I found odd jobs. I cleaned tents for Burning Man and helped repair tents and made curtains for one of their uh, things that they were taking. Then I helped a lady next door moving in with her 23 cats. Um, I took care of the cats. I helped her unpack. She paid me $20 an hour. I worked there, and then every Friday I got paid. I took every Tuesday off. And, you know, I do my sewing. I've tried, I've done the uh, boutique shops and whatever, and never done well with those. Um, Hell, I've even thought about, there's this one corner where it looks like everybody stops and sells everything. At least until this last Tuesday. And uh, I have seriously thought about taking some of my stuff up there. And seeing what happens. But. I don't want to get in trouble. I don't know if it's allowed. I don't know who to call. Because of where it's at. I don't know if it's in Atalanto. Or if it's in Victorville. Or exactly where the line is. I don't want to step on anybody else's toes. I don't know if it's only for certain people. You know. I just don't know. I Like I said, I don't know what I need to start selling. I have household things. I have stuffed ferrets. I don't know if I need to start making teddy bears. Um, or getting back into the ferret fashions. I don't even know if I can. I don't know if I can emotionally do it. I don't know what I think I enjoy anymore. 
And I know a lot of that's because I'm cold. And when I get cold, I get depressed. So. So that's this podcast from the Black Sheep Nomad. Which I don't know. I need to redo my uh, trailer as well. So if there's any suggestions that you would like, you know. If you think my trailer's good or if I need to, what I need to change on it so it's more pertinent, let me know. Um, Like I said, I'm using the uh, Seven Energies card. So I'll get to that here in just a moment. So like I said, I'm using the Oracle of the Seven Energies by Colette Baron-Reed. And this one uh, is based on the chakras, sort of. Um, And I'm actually changing a little bit on how I'm doing this. um, Because I've been drawing cards for myself all week, uh, every day. So the question is, uh, what does my audience need for the coming week? Instead of what does my audience and I need to know? Um, there are no reverses in this. So, and as always, I will take a picture and put it on my Kofi and my Buy Me a Cup coffee uh, sites. Um, I'm still debating on what I'm going to do with my Kofi because I can often offer commissions. And I'm still working on a couple ideas for that. But, as I said, the question is, what does my audience need for the coming week? And we got card 21, Exposed and Revealed, which is Energy 3, which is the energy of fire. And that's personal power, will, assertiveness, action, vitality, movement, individuality. Individualization and extreme states. Joy, anger, and transformation. Interesting. The key concepts are healing, shame, the imposter syndrome, letting go of self-condemnation, freedom from the past, freedom from past unresolved wounds, focusing on self-worth, the underlying beauty and rejection. This is what it has to say. When you experience shame, you don't just feel you've done something wrong. You feel like you are wrong, fundamentally flawed. Know that life loves you, and that the universe doesn't make junk, only magic. However, many social interactions, especially online, are steeped in distorted, unhealthy ways of expressing pain by shaming. Here is the way out of this. See shame as the heart-wrenching cry for help that it is. Consider whether you could have been triggered in the outer world by unresolved issues that matched all your inner pain points. If someone is shaming you, perhaps you have triggered them. How miserable they must be to expend their energy on such toxicity. They are drinking poison, hoping you will get sick. You cannot love someone out of their shame. You can only show compassion for both them and yourself. Set a healthy boundary and refuse to fan the flames. Look upon shame as an opportunity for growth, evaluation, healing, and freedom. 
With this in mind, you can let go of your attachment to control. Admit that this emotion isn't something you have power over and surrender to a higher power. There is a sacred quality to the vulnerability inherent in admitting you can't do this alone. When you allow yourself to be laid open in this way, you gain a beautiful new perspective. Then the healed shamed, the, then the healed shame has the infinite power of the divine to set you free. It's kind of an interesting card to get after this whole cast. Um, makes sense. But, uh, so, I'm guessing it's telling me I need to look and see if I feel shame of being, you know, what I am. Um, I don't really feel shame. I feel more like a failure. And not very strong. Although people have told me I'm gutsy and courageous and, you know. For being on the road and being solo for nearly four years, three years, you know, I just had my cat, my ferret, um, really no interaction other, you know, like I said, I belong to a couple groups, um, I've met a couple people from the group, but that's that, um, like I said, I will take a picture and put that on, uh, Kofi and buymeacoffee.com, both of those. Um, if there's anything you need to say or suggest, or, you know, buy something, uh, all my links are in the description of the podcast. And you can go and see what I have listed there. Um, I actually need to go to the corner market and redo a bunch of stuff and delete a bunch of stuff. Uh, But that's it for this week. And I will talk to you next week.